Ovakamra Pitas Omid Aleph. We're going to begin Pitas Omid Beis on the bottom. Omra Vidi Baravin says like this Af Anan Nami Terila. We too learnt this Takona Ush in the Braisa. If witnesses said, we testify about so-and-so, that he divorced his wife and gave her the full value of the obligation of an Asun and gave her her marriage contract. Gave her the full value of the obligation recorded in her marriage contract. And she's under him and serves him. She was, in fact, still married to him. And then these witnesses were found to be conspiring witnesses who were attempting to deny this woman the ability to ever collect payment of Raksuba. So the halacha is like this. So again, what happened over here? Eight, these Adam testify that such and such person divorced his wife and paid up the Ksuba. And the poil, they were still married. And then they were found to be Eden Zebim. In Eden Mishamu Koksubaso. So we do not say that the Eden shall pay the entire value of Raksuba. Ella, rather, Tevis Hanok Subaso. The basin says that they shall pay the financial advantage of her marriage contract. Now, Ezu Tevis Hano. Ezu Tevis Hanosk Subaso. What is the financial advantage of her Ksuba? Eden Kama Adam Retzelit Ksuba Shalzei. The base that evaluates how much a person would want to give to purchase to purchase the rights of this woman's ksuba, Shimon is and his gasha that if either she becomes widowed or divorced, so the purchaser will receive its full value. But if she dies during her husband's lifetime, it is Shanabila, her husband will inherit her property, and the purchaser will receive nothing. So now he explains we saw that if you think that there's no takana usha amayilashanabila, why would her husband inherit from her? Let the woman sell her marriage contract entirely. Amrabaya by says there's no proof to the existence of the takana usha. Why? Because even if you want to say because even if there's no takana, the Chacham said that the woman retains the right to sell with regards to the nichsei melaik. The nichsei tzern barzol. But they say this with regard to the rights to sell with regards to nichsei tzern barzol, which is listed amongst the possessions she brought into the marriage, but it's entirely under the husband's authority. In any event, there's property that she does not have the right to sell that the husband would inherit if she dies. Regardless of whether or not there is takana of uh, usha, so the marriage contract cannot be sold for its full value. Omar Abaya Abaya says, "Tevas hano with regards to financial advantage, ho yovasa niyodon." Since the discussion this matter came to us, name of Amilsa, let us say something about it. Tevas hano, the money received for selling the financial advantage, Lisha Havia is given to the wife. If it enters in your mind that she's given the hus- that it's given to the husband, let the let the who have been rendered chayv to pay the penalty of the wife say to her, "My what loss have we caused you by testifying? 
that you receive payment of your ksuba. Even if you were to sell the tevis no, your husband wouldn't have taken it from you. So what Rav Shalman, Rav Shalman says, Mishim Deika and Avach Pesa. She still wouldn't incur a loss because there's a gain in to the household, even if the husband were to be the one to receive the payment for the sale. The financial situation of the household would be improved, leading to a, a, a benefit for the woman as well. This offsets the wife's potential loss. Amar Abayah Abayah says, "That's the halacha is like this: Tevis Anol Ishan." Selling other the financial advantage of the marriage contract is given only to the wife. The husband does not even garner the profits from the money or the prop or from the property that the wife would purchase with the money. My time was the reason because previous to Chacham instituted the profits of her property are for the husband. Chacham did not institute the profits of the profits for him. He also the Papa of the Papa of the son of Yeshua came to the base mantras. Of Rav, they said, Amr, they said, We learned a mucker for the Takana We say with regards to a slave or a married woman and encounter with them as a disadvantage. Why? Because if one who injures them, he's liable. But if they were the ones who injured other people, put in their butter, because they do not have money with which to pay. And if you think that there's no Takara there would be a method by which a married woman can obtain money with which to pay. Let her sell. Or as the basin could have her sell her and give the money to receive. The one injured, it can therefore be learned from the Mishnah that a woman cannot sell her nefsimulayik in Tekhana Sabusha. So the warrior asks, according to your reasoning, though indeed there is a Tekhana Sabusha, the Watsim is down on the Gamli, and she cannot fully sell her nefsimulayik, she can let her sell the nefsimulayik, at least for the financial. Advantage the purchaser will pay her for the future rights of the property in the event that she gets divorced or widowed. They take the money, she will give that money to the one who injured. Ella de Lesla. Rather, it must be that the Mishnah is discussing a case where she does not have Nifsimele, of which she can sell the future rights. Achanami de Lesla. So, too, there's no mucker for the Mishnah of the Takana, as the Mishnah is discussing a case where she does not have Nifsimele. And where are questions ruling the Mishnah? Why does the Mishnah assert that a married woman will not have money with which to pay? If there's not mixed with Tevis and Nova, take the money. She should sell her Tevis and Nova marriage contract and give the money received to the one who injured. So my answer is Hamani, who is this according to Ramari, Dumb Rasul, Ladon, Shisha, Yishtaf, and Shakas, like Suba. Person is not allowed to remain living together with his wife even one hour without a Suba. Therefore, the woman cannot sell. The financial advantage, the Tevisana of her Ksuba. The time am I, what is the reason for this ruling of Ramir? That she will not be demeaned in his eyes such that he will easily divorce her. 
as he would not suffer any adverse financial consequences by divorcing her. So the woman asks, that's the reason here, when she sold her ksuba to others, the husband will not easily divorce her. If he divorces her, those who purchase the ksuba will come and collect the payment. Will come and collect the payment of her marriage contract from the husband. It makes no difference to the husband whether you have to pay the ksuba to her or to the purchaser. Therefore, the reason for the ruling of the Mishnah cannot be based upon her mayor. Rather, the reason she's not required to sell the Tevisana of Riksuba to pay the one who injured, she injured is that Tevisana of her marriage is just Milinino, it's just words. Not a specific possession, but a legal entity that simply creates a possibility to collect its value at a later date. Her words are not mortgaged for the payment of Chavis. In this case, her Debt to the injured party. So the wire says, Al Malay. Allah Malay, why not? Why is Tevisano not mortgaged? There are words that are sold for dinners. Since the financial advantage of Raksuba has a market value, it is mortgaged to pay the Chayv of the injured party. She's not required to sell the Tevis and Arvik contract. The Shmuel, Shmuel says the one who sells a a uh, a, a note to another and, and now the seller went back and forgave the Chayv. Machol is forgiven and the note is left valueless because the guy essentially had not transferred role obligation to the creditor alone. And even the sellers, Yerush, can forgive the Chayv. So there is a concern that the woman will forgive the Chayv of her Ksuba after having sold it, causing loss to the purchaser she's not required to sell. Amri, the Chacham say, Zabayi Tizam Vititla. Let us sell the financial advantage of the marriage contract and give the money to the one who injured. If she happens to forgive the Chayv of her husband's Ksuba, she will forgive it, just as it generally is permitted for one to sell a note, despite the fact that it could be forgiven. The same holds true in the case as well. Amri, they say, kol lebal bal vade machalei. Any matter that will benefit to her husband, she will certainly forgive the chayv to him, so that he will not have to pay the ksuba. With regards to causing a definite loss to the purchaser through direct action, Chama will not be willing to cause a definite loss to the purchaser. If you say that she should sell her ksuba to the one whom she injured in order to receive the money for the financial advantage, so that even if the, if she were to forgive the chayv of her husband with regards to her husband, the one who injured will not lose anything. As now she will not, she's not giving him any payment. So then where it says, save, save, called the Gabi Baal Vade Machla. Any matter that she, uh, uh, at the end of the day, her husband, she, she will certainly forgive. Vade Machla, Vatrucha Bidino, Bechtele Matrichinon. We're not troubled to base them to supervise the sale of a financial advantage without cause. So when I ask, Allah, the Tanya, now for this reason, 
That's the reason that she's not sell the financial advantage of her ksuba to obtain money with which to pay the injured party is that she would then forgive the chayv of the marriage contract. A case where she's the one who injured her husband, she's not, she's not lost her marriage contract as a result, as he does not collect compensation for the property she brought into marriage that are enumerated in the marriage contract. Amai, why does she not lose it? Let her sell the financial advantage of her marriage contract to her husband in order to obtain the money to compensate for him. For that, she injured the cause to him. As if she will forgive the chayv through her, her marriage contract with regard to her husband, there will be no loss for the purchaser, her husband. As we said, a man cannot leave live with her wife, with his wife, even with one out, even for one hour without her marriage contract. Therefore, the woman cannot sell the financial advantage of her marriage contract to her husband. The time of Maya, what's the reason why they should take Alabain of Laitia? That she will not be demeaned in the eyes of such that he'll be easily divorced, her. But if she were to sell the ksuba, he would then divorce her, and collect the properties listed in the ksuba as payment for injuries from her. If that's so, even now, where she does not sell her ksuba, he will divorce her. And once she's divorced, he will collect the properties listed in the ksuba as payment for his injuries from her. Preventing her from selling the ksuba contract to him will not serve as the impediment for to his divorcing her. So my answer is again in the fish ksuba, where there's a large sum recorded in your ksuba. So that because of the slight sum due him as compensation for the injuries, he'd not be willing to lose the large sum that he would have to pay were he to divorce her. The Ksuba contract does not serve as an impediment to divorcing her. We're in fact, the Brisa is discussing a case where the sum recorded in her Ksuba is larger than the sum recorded in her marriage contract. Let them establish her marriage contract at the sum of the marriage contract required by Terra and let her sell her husband as payment for his injury. Since she will be left with a marriage contract of standard value, they would be allowed to remain living together. The sum recorded in her marriage contract is not larger than the Ksuba. So the payment for the injury would be assessed by four dinners. Because of the gain of four dinners, the husband will not be willing to lose 25 dinners, which is the value of a marriage contract required by Terra. Allow the Tanya, but this was learned in Abraisa, just as she does not sell her marriage contract to obtain money to pay damages while she's under him. Marriage to her husband, so too she does not lose the value of her husband's marriage contract to pay the damage while she's under him. But there are times that she will be found to have lost the value of her marriage contract. 
In a case where the sum recorded in a marriage contract is larger than the sum recorded by Tera and a marriage contract required by Tera. In that case, you should be willing to sell the portion of the marriage contract representing the additional amount in order to obtain money in order with which to compensate the one who is injured. Amoravadova says, Seifa son looks benin, the later clause of the price, so we arrive at the Tanai in the marriage contract that the male offspring inherits payment of their mother's marriage contract, and it's not discussing the sale of the marriage contract in that general. In general, this is what the Rice is teaching. Just as we know that a, a, that a woman who sells suba to others, does not lose the contract to others. My time, what's the reason? Because this is for money that, that um, for money is what caused her to sell her under duress. So the woman who sells her ksuba to her husband does not lose by my time because Zuzi done so. The need for money is what caused her to sell it under duress. So the more returns to the early discussion suggests, shall we say that the issue of whether or not there was a takana of usha and the we learned a Kanani slave that the woman brought into the ksuba the marriage is the Avdi Malay is Mishabah So I says they assume the Kulamal Kinyan that everyone holds that ownership of the rights to use an item and its produce is not like the ownership of the item itself. must be arguing The one who says with regards to Isha, let's take the Isha. Everybody hold it. One is before, one is after. Therefore, the freedom of a slave resulting from the knocking out of the tooth or the blinding of his eye abrogates the lien that the husband has a slave leaving the woman as a sole owner.